Although food is able to become tome regardless of its size, in order for tome food to make something else tome by touching it, it needs to be at least the size of a kibetza, at least the size of an egg. If there are a number of different pieces of food which are each smaller than a kibetza, but together they combine to make up that minimum size, the mere fact that they are touching each other, if they're not stuck to each other, they would not combine. However, under certain circumstances, if there is a liquid which is in between the pieces, and both or all of the pieces are connected via a particular liquid, then it could be that they would combine. And the mission is going to show when exactly that would be the case. If there is a kneading bowl that is on a slant, or possibly one of the walls of this bowl, this container, is slanted, it's a diagonal wall as opposed to going straight downwards, and there are pieces of dough resting on the wall of this kneading bowl. So each piece is higher than the one next to it. And they are touching each other, they're not stuck to each other, but each piece of dough is touching the one that is right next to it, slightly lower down or higher up. Now, each of these pieces of dough has already become tome, but since each of them is smaller than the size of a kibetza, only if they all combine together would they transfer their impurity to anything that touches it. Now, in this case, the lowest piece of dough is wet, and the liquid, the water which is on that piece of dough, is not considered to be tome. Although the liquid is touching the piece of dough that is tome, we're talking about a case where the liquid was added to that dough after the dough already became tome, and since that dough in and of itself is smaller than the size of a kibetza, it would not make the liquid that it is touching tome. Unless that liquid is also going to function as a connection to other pieces of dough, and then allow us to combine them together to make out the minimum size. So the mission says that there is dough which is dry at the top, the highest piece of dough that is on the highest part of the slant of the wall, the, the slanted wall, is dry. And the lowest piece of dough has liquid, has some moisture on it, and it is wet enough that if something were to touch it, it would become wet. There are different degrees of wetness that something could have. A higher level of wetness is such that it would be able to make something that touches it wet enough that if that item were to touch a third item, it would make that wet as well. Over here, it's not that wet. Rather, it's wet enough that something that touches it, it itself will become slightly damp. According to this opinion of the Mishnah, that's considered to be enough liquid to connect the pieces of dough. However, if there are, if, if we make up a kibetza only by combining the three pieces of dough, so then in on its surface they would not combine because only the lowest piece of dough is wet. So that can combine with the piece of dough that is right next to it, which is also touching the liquid. But if we need to combine the highest piece of dough that is not touching any liquid at all, so then it doesn't combine with other pieces of dough. So it would not make the liquid tome. However, if by combining only those two pieces of dough, there is already enough to make a kibetza, the lowest piece of dough and the one next to it, so those two are both touching liquid, so the liquid would combine them, and it's thoroughface, they combine, and automatically the liquid itself would become tome, because we now have combined food which is large enough to transfer its impurity onwards. And once the liquid becomes tome, it would also make the container tome, because tome liquid makes utensils tome. 
Rabbi Yaisim, Rabbi Yaisim says that the level of wetness is not sufficient to combine the pieces to consider them to be like one large piece of food. And therefore, Avstein in its surface, even if there are two pieces that together make up a kazae, kabetza, they would not combine. Elohim kenohi roots to smashke, unless there is enough liquid over there that if the two pieces of dough are pressed together, then the liquid would ooze out. There's a significant amount of liquid there, not just that the surface is slightly damp and something that touches it will also become a little bit damp. What happens if if there was liquid that was still at the bottom of this container and inside of it were the pieces of dough? In this case, even if the pieces were not touching each other and even if each of the pieces was only as small as a mustard seed, they're tiny pieces, but story if they would all combine to make up the minimum size, because as we're going to see in the next mission as well, water that is still and is not on a slant is considered to be one entity. All of the drops are considered really to be like one large entity, and anything that is inside of that is considered to be connected, and therefore there would be enough to for the, for all of the food to be considered a kabetsa. It would therefore in turn make the liquid tome. And the liquid would in turn make the container itself tome. Rabbi Daisa, Rabbi Daisa says, he argues on all of this and he says, separated food never combines together. The only way for food to transfer its impurity onwards is if it's literally one piece, which itself is at least the size of an egg. In general, food or liquid that becomes tome cannot be purified. It's unlike most utensils that once they become tome, they can just be put into a mikveh, a collection of natural rainwater, and that would purify them. Food or drink that becomes tome doesn't really have a way for it to be purified. The exception to that is water that has become tome. That can be purified via a process called hashaka which is when one lowers down the container of the tommy liquid into a mikveh, and as soon as the surface of that tommy liquid touches the water of the mikveh, it's as if it is part of the mikveh, and it would lose its impurity. What happens if there is a wooden stick, which is full of tommy liquid, tommy water, is on the surface of this wooden stick. The wooden stick itself is something that cannot become tome. It's a flat wooden utensil, which can't hold anything, so it itself cannot become tome. But there is some tome water on it. As soon as one touches even the tip of this stick onto a mikveh, since part of the water is now touching the mikveh, Tahira, all of the water on the stick would be purified. Because Rabbi Yeshua, that's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, who understands that all of the water is considered to be connected, at least for the laws of Hashaka. Even in this scenario of water that is on a slant, effectively, it's not water that is still together in one puddle, in one group. Even this water that in relation to the other droplets of water is all essentially on a slant, it would still all be considered connected, and therefore, as soon as part of it has touched the mikveh, all of it will be purified. Only once he immerses the entire stick into the mikveh, only then will all of the water be purified, because according to the chachomim, water like this is not considered to be all like one one entity. Only if it is in a single group, it's in a puddle of sorts, only then do we view all of the water as being one entity. Continues the Mishnah, 
water that is being poured from one thing to another, it's dropping in a continuous stream directly downwards, vaktafres, or water that is on a slant, the, the, the stick would be an example of that, and a third example, musketofeach, a, not even a puddle, but something that is wet, only enough that something that would touch it will become wet. So essentially it's something that is a little bit damp. Einon Chibur, they do not connect two groups of water, two collections of water, Tumar, in terms of spreading impurity. For example, if there is a bucket of water which is Tome and a bucket of water which is Tahar, and either water is being, there's a continuous stream of water going from one bucket to the other, or it is there's water on a slant that is connecting the two buckets of water, or a damp surface that reaches from one container of water to the other. It does not connect the two containers of water for it, them to be considered like one, and therefore the tohar bucket of water will remain pure. Likewise, Vlelatara, these three things are not considered to be a connection for purity, meaning if there are two mikvois, collections of natural water that can be used to purify different things, and connecting the two mikvois is either a continuous stream going directly downwards vertically, or a damp surface, whatever it may be, again this would not connect the two mikvois, and what this means to say is that if one of the mikvois is too small, if we consider it to be connected to the larger mikvah, then even this mikvah one can be purified in, or one can purify different items in, because it's considered to be a part of that other mikvah. But since these are not ways of connecting the two mikvahs, so if one were to immerse himself or immerse a utensil in a smaller mikvah, so it's considered to be, to, be, to be smaller than the minimum size, and it would not purify them. The Mishnah ends off, on the other hand, but a puddle of water that is all in one single unit together, that would be considered a connection both for Tuma, if one of the containers of water is Tome, it would spread to the other container if it's connected in this manner, and likewise if there are two mikvahs, they would be considered connected like one large mikvah. This chapter talks about the impurity of olives and olive oil, and the law is in general for food to be but for, for to become tome, the food must have at some point come into contact with a liquid. Even if it's not wet at the time that it becomes tome, it must have become wet at some point. And it must have become wet from one of seven liquids water, dew, oil, wine, milk, blood, or honey. Now, olives, they have liquid inside of them. There is olive oil inside of the olives, of course. So in general, olives can become tome naturally because of the oil that is within them. However, it's not so simple. We've already seen that it's only really considered to be a liquid once it comes out of the olive. And even then, the liquid that comes out of the olive at the early stages, before the olives have been pressed or even allowed to be softened in the vat, Often, that is much more similar to water than to oil. It's a much thinner and lighter and clearer liquid, so it does not have the status of oil, and at the same time it's not considered to literally be water, so such a liquid would not make the olive fit to become tome. 
the terminology used, by the way, for food becoming fit to become tome via being in contact with a liquid is tumov, something to be tumov, that means that it becomes fit and ready for it to be able to become tome. So the Mishnah asks, from what point can olives become tome? Once literally the sweat of the vat oozes out of the olives, that is to say, once the olives have been put into the vat, which is where lots of olives are left for a couple of days, a few days for them to soften and be much easier to press and extract the oil from them later on. Be as it may, once the olives have been put into the vat and some liquid oozes out of them, that liquid has the status of oil, and since it, the that liquid has come out of the olives, it's considered to be a liquid that would make the olives fit to become tome upon coming into contact with a source of impurity. However, the liquid that oozes out of the olives when it's in the box being transported towards the vat, but before the olives have actually been placed into this vat, that oil would not make the olives tome. This is the opinion of the Shammai. And the truth is, this has also got the status of oil. However, there's an additional condition for a liquid to make some uh, item of food fit to become tome. And that is that the owner of the food is pleased with the fact that it has become wet with that liquid. So in general, the olives that are in the vat, so the owner is very happy about the liquid coming out of the olives because that causes the olives to soften more and be easier to press. But before he's added the olives to the vat, the liquid that comes out of the oil is going to cause the olives to soften too early because if the olives are left soft for a long time then they become ruined and moldy much quicker so he only really wants them to start softening once he adds them to the vat and then once they're soft enough he'll be ready to press the olives be as it may since the owner is not happy about the oil that is coming out of the olives before they have been added to the vat it therefore would not make the olives tome Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, The amount of time that we need to wait for the oil that comes out of, for the, for the liquid that comes out of the olives to be considered oil, that is three days. Rabbi Shimon is speaking within the opinion of Shammai, and he's coming to say that actually, regardless of whether the owner is pleased or not, meaning even if he is pleased, this liquid that comes out of the olives is only considered to be oil after it's left there for three days in the vat, but until then, it's much more similar to water, it's not got the status of oil, and therefore it would not make the olives fit to become tome. Once three olives are connected, meaning the olives have softened enough that they stick to each other now, regardless of how long this takes, this is a sign that the olives have softened enough, and that this liquid is thick enough to be considered oil. Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel says we should only once the work of the owner with these olives is completed, meaning the owner finishes to add the olives to the vat and he's not planning on adding any more olives to the vat. Because if he were planning on doing so, then once again he's not happy about the process of the softening of the olives to begin because that will cause them to go off to last for a shorter amount of time. So any liquid that comes out before he has finished adding the olives to the vat, 
he is not happy about, and therefore it would not make the olives fit to become Tomei. The Chachomim Kedvarov and the Chachomim ruled like the words of Rabban Gamliel. Mishnah base. This Mishnah elaborates on the opinion of Rabban Gamliel that was stated at the end of the previous Mishnah. Gomar Melimsoik, if he completed harvesting his own olives and he added all of them to the vat, Avol Osid Likach, but he plans on still buying more olives that other people own in order to add them to the vat. Or Gomar Likach, if he finished buying other people's olives to add them into the vat. I will also do voice, but he is planning on still borrowing olives from other people to add them into his vat. So these are all examples where he hasn't yet finished adding olives to the vat. Er oi evel oi mishte oi oines, or if he became a mourner, or he got preoccupied in making a wedding feast, or something occurred out of his control that meant that he wasn't able to continue the procedure of pressing the olives. Now he certainly does not want the liquid to be there because it will cause the olives to be softened and without him being able to press them, so it will be ruined. Since he's not happy about the liquid there, it would not make the olives even fit to become Tomei, such that even if there are a, there's a Zov or a Zova, a man or a woman who has a severe level of impurity walking and treading on these olives, to Hirim they would remain pure, because that's the rule with any food that hasn't come into contact with a liquid and the owner of the food is pleased about that, so the food is not able to become Tomei at all, even if it does have contact with a source of impurity. Alright, although we mentioned that in order for a liquid to really make a food fit to become Tomei, the owner of the food must be pleased about the presence of the liquid there, that is true with regards to a pure liquid, but liquid that itself is Tomei, that would make the food that it touches fit to become Tomei, and indeed make it Tomei literally, because the food is automatically touching something Tomei, and this is even if the owner is not happy about the liquid being there. It's more severe since the liquid itself is actually Tomei. So the Mishnah says, mashkim If impure liquid falls onto the olives, in Tomei elomakamagoon, only the olives that this liquid actually touches become Tomei, but those olives themselves will become Tomei immediately. Ends of the Mishnah, the water-like juice that comes out of the olives, Tohar is considered to be pure, it would not even be one of the seven liquids that makes food fit to become Tomei, because it's neither water nor oil. It's not one of those liquids or any of the other of the seven liquids, and therefore the food that it touches would still not be fit to become Tomei until it touches one of the seven liquids, which would make it fit that when it comes into contact with a source of impurity, it would become Tomei.